The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The ESRI says a second rate of child benefit could lift 40,000 children a year out of poverty. The proposal, which would cost an estimated 700 million euro a year, would see a second payment made to parents exclusively based on their income and family status. Now, this comes amid talks of an increase in the budget to the universal child benefit payment, which the ESRI has branded much less targeted towards those with low incomes. Now, I'm joined to talk about this by Karen Kieran, CEO of One Family Ireland. Karen, good morning. Good morning. What do you make of this uh, idea? Because it is just an idea, it's not a government proposal, it's an analysis by the ESRI. Well, I think we have to take it seriously. The ESRI does really good quality work. It's based on research and evidence, and it is a really interesting idea because one of the big problems we have in Ireland is this intractable problem of child poverty and 170,000 children living in poverty every single day in this country, which is hard to get our heads around sometimes. And the reason you're probably speaking to me in one family is because most poor children in Ireland actually live in one-parent families. And so we are just working all the time and looking at what can help um, target the children and parents and families who need it the most. And this is a really interesting idea because whilst there's great value in this universal child benefit payment, um, what's problematic is what we've seen in the last couple of years, which is an increase um, in that to everybody and energy credits to everybody, whether they need it or not, whilst actually some children are really struggling and being left behind. So this is a really interesting, Mm. good idea that's evidence-based that we need to look at. How much money uh, per child would it take to make the kind of difference they're talking about? Well, I think it depends on what family. I mean, what's really different about this idea is that it is going to depend on the income of the family and the number of children, and that's it. So it's not going to depend on what you're doing economically, whether you're working or not. And this is the way other European countries do it. And the reason they do it is because they are concerned about poor children and they don't want them to have those really negative early childhood experiences that will then follow them for the rest of their lives. So the ESRI is saying this is going to cost 700 million a year, but it's actually going to lift a quarter of all the children who are living in daily consistent poverty out of that. So that's an absolutely massive outcome. So the bit that's different is this is about those children who need it, irrespective of what, who their families are, what their family status is. It's really where the children who need it, and let's get the support yeah. to them. Now, the, the idea that it would depend on the number of children you have uh, and also your family status This uh, reminds me of those plans they had for people who couldn't pay their mortgage and so on, and they would get a a personal finance practitioner to help them out because it's what you have to spend at the end of the day on those items that have to be purchased. Now we don't have a worry in primary school about school books, but we still have that worry in secondary school. But if you've got four kids... Uh, compared to one kid and the same income for both family situations, obviously the family with four mouths to feed and four sets of books to buy is in a much worse situation than the first one. You're absolutely right. And what we see is that the poorest families in Ireland, and this is actually across Europe, are large families with a number of children and one-parent families where there's just one income or one parent um, contributing into the home. So they are the poorest families and 
you're also right that the books, the free primary school books, has made a massive difference. We've seen that from St. Vincent de Paul reporting fewer calls around education, but actually of all the calls, they're getting 60%, unfortunately, are still from lone parents. So there is also enough, some short-term opportunities. Along with this really good idea, this budget also has short-term opportunities in terms of extending books to secondary school because we know that actually older children, so it is the number of children, but it's also the age of those children, older children are far more expensive. And unfortunately, we see children losing child benefit when they're 18, even if they've another year to go in school. So that needs to be addressed, at least for those children who, again, live in low-income families. Um, We also really need to see the qualified child part of the payment in social welfare in the short term hugely increase. To lift, try to lift some children out of poverty now whilst we start working towards this second tier uh, child benefit or the child income support payment, I think ESRI are calling it. Now, the, uh, how you calculate all of this, uh, depending on the number of, of children, the income coming into the household, whether it's two incomes or one income, whether it's a, a social welfare income exclusively and so on and so forth, it would be quite a complicated uh, thing to do and ultimately there would probably be people just on the threshold. You know, if I take a job, if I do an extra day, I lose all of this. Yeah, and there's these cliff edges everywhere throughout um, social welfare and tax systems which are really unfortunate and I suppose what we're always looking for is tapering rather than a cliff edge um, but it's interesting because what they're saying in this report is that the admin systems are now available to be able to do this and so it shouldn't matter where your income is from it's what income you have. Now that, that's a similar system been set up for the National Child Care Scheme whereby all incomes are looked at and reviewed so it is possible to do it um, and I suppose part of it then is to also help make work pay because we know there are cliff edges now for families that we work with in one family where people want to work and they've done their training they want to get into work but they're not earning enough to be able to actually cover the costs of their job or to be able to run the risk of losing their medical card or other benefits so it can be really difficult for families who want to progress and want to move on so I suppose we need a system that is going to support people and that's why this payment has also been linked to the working family payment which is really welcome because there's a lot of low income working parents out there who are really struggling to keep their head above water even though they're working. So something like this would really help the children in those families. Yeah. Now there is a, a maybe a simpler way to help children in poverty and that is to stop the universal nature of the original uh, child benefit, the one that is is there and which every uh, parent of a child in the country gets. I mean abolish that, make everything's means tested there'd be a lot more money swilling around to help those who are poor. It shouldn't be an either-or. Like research has really shown there's great value in a universal payment. So I don't think there's anybody who works with low-income families um, in our sector who would say get rid of child benefit. It is a universal good. What we are saying is that giving double payments to everybody at a time of cost of living crisis when we know that certain children and families are really struggling to pay for food, to pay for their bills, to pay for their rent is not a wise use of public resources. And the government should not do that again in this budget. So that's what we're saying. So there's enough money available to be able to deal with these things. It's just how to go about doing it in a way that's fair, makes good use of public resources, but ultimately targets those children who are experiencing 
poverty now who are struggling to keep their heads above water so that when they can move out of poverty as young as possible and they don't have those lifelong consequences that follow them. Um, some of the texts coming in uh, as a the father of a family where mum and dad are, have split up. This idea of changing child support does nothing to help me. All payments go to the mother. It says one, how do we know targeted money would go to the needy children? Child benefit is the only difference for taxpaying couples between those who have and don't have children. Adult children living at home and in full-time education get no uh, support and other tax on working parents. I have five children and two jobs. I think I should just go on the dole. Uh, Another one from Paul in Dublin. Uh, Just to be clear, what and who does the ESRI refer to? What constitutes child poverty? Is it having no shoes, less than three meals a day? Is it a financial metric at all? Can we say what it is so we all know what we're talking about? That's uh, from Paul in Dublin. Uh, You might be able to help us there, Karen. Yeah, as, as I desperately try to remember what the what the um, definition is, there there are absolutely there are definitions for consistent poverty, which um, I can't tell you off the top of my head. The examples Paul are given are material deprivation, which is also has a definition, and that's around that's about going without three deprivation markers a day. So uh, it is possible to find it out, and maybe for your research to say it. But there are absolutely European wide clear definitions about at risk of poverty, consistent poverty and material deprivation. So it is very, very clear. So people living in consistent poverty are in deep poverty. They are struggling every single day. And that's many of the families we work with. Karen, we we hear every day uh, that we have full employment here. There is a job there for anyone who wants a job. Now, you have to accept that some people will not be in a position uh, to take up a job because of their family circumstances and so on. But we do have possibly the most generous uh, welfare system, certainly across these islands, far more generous than Northern Ireland, more generous than the uh, the UK, uh, extending into other countries in Europe as well. Why would we have so many families and children in consistent poverty, given our welfare system is so good and the number of jobs available is so enormous? Well, that's a good question. And the answer is, is that we do not have enough high-quality provision of universal services, which we have in other countries. So we don't have the level of childcare, accommodation costs are through the roof, excuse the pun. So there are medical costs. So there are costs and that families are paying here. And bear in mind, poor families are paying the same VAT on everything. They're much more VAT-affected than richer families. So there are absolutely structural reasons why this isn't working. And it's really important to know that there's lots of people can't work. They can't get a job within the hours that they can get childcare. They don't have transport to get to a job. You know, there are lots of reasons. The people who are most likely to not work in Ireland are people with disabilities and lone parents. So that's not because there's something wrong with these people. It's because structurally the kind of supports that they need to be able to participate in employment and society are just not there at the level that they need. And they are the things that can get fixed and that will absolutely make a difference. So income transfers are important, but actually there are people in other countries with lower income transfers that are doing better because they have better universal services yeah. such as and, housing, and, and, child care and help. Some of our listeners are making those kind of uh, points. Um, handing out additional money to poor families makes the assumption that the money will in fact be spent on the children. Could we not target additional measures to children directly, i.e. school meals for all, free school books throughout the life of education, means-tested doctors 
doctors and dentist appointments, extracurriculum and free gym places for underprivileged kids. That's a, a suggestion from Paul in Westport. I mean, there's always that suggestion, whether it's right or wrong, that uh, you throw money at certain families and it won't be spent on the kids. It'll be spent on uh, the bad habits of the parents. That's always uh, thrown in there. Uh, Means testing just increases wasteful bureaucracy. A universal basic income would address most problems, says another. When is the government going to help single people who live alone and all the bills that come with that, with the cost of living? All I hear is it's for couples, it's for families, it's for pensioners, it's for the unemployed. We do not matter to society. And a final one for the moment. Uh, myself and my wife are Gardaí in Dublin. We have three children. We cannot afford our rent. We should get the same amount of child benefit as a couple who are on the dole with a free house, back to school allowance and many other allowances. <clears throat> you can see, Karen, there, there, there's an issue where people feel, you know, they're paying all the taxes and they're not getting any of the benefits um, you, you know, and people can uh, contrive, I don't know what, to, to what extent it happens, but they can contrive to live the welfare life and never uh, do a day's work. And yes, what we know from research and we know in one family from working with people and St. Vincent de Paul know and other organisations know is that people who are on social welfare are living in poverty and people who are living in poverty suffer and so do their children. They can suffer mentally, emotionally, physically, culturally you know, they can be excluded. And this has all been borne out by research. This isn't just something that has been made up. There are so many research reports on this and the right thing to do. But of course, there can be a feeling of unfairness or a feeling of some people deserve help and some people don't. And that's really difficult. And I suppose what this recommendation is saying, you take that out of it. Where are the children? Where are the families who are on low incomes? And how do we target them to make sure that they have a better life? Yeah, um, th- there's a, a very interesting uh, one here from William. Surely the issue here is only having one parent paying into the household. It's the same with homelessness. One parent families are disproportionately affected. We need to ensure the missing parent pays for their children. Uh, that's uh, from William. And a lot of the time, missing is the key word. They ain't around or they've done a runner and they do not contribute to uh, their children's welfare. Karen, thank you very much for joining us. Karen Kieran is CEO of One Family Ireland. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.